Named after the mechanism that separates the sweet wort from the spent grains, False Bottom Girls features two beer experts filtering through the brewing industry to guide listeners through the wonderful, yet sometimes confusing, world of beer. Hi, my name is Rachel Hudson. I'm the co-owner and head brewer of Pilot Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina, and an advanced Cicerone. Hi, I'm Jen Blair. I'm the beer program coordinator with New Realm Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am also an advanced Cicerone. Happy New Year, Happy everyone. Happy New Year! Although when this comes out, it's not even Christmas yet. Oh. But it will be New Year soon. Happy New Year! <laughs> Beers for the New Year! Yeah, so when Rachel and I were trying to decide what we wanted to talk about, and we are kind of looking at when these come out, one of the things that we decided would be interesting to talk about, since we're around the New Year, is... The the trend now, and I think it's going to continue to grow in 20, I almost said 2021, um, but it's not even 2020 yet. In 2020 is the kind of the healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. beers. So low carb, gluten-free, uh, seltzers, non-alcoholic beer. They have, um, oh, what is it called? The um, 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 uh, electrolyte beers. Um, I know there are a couple of other ones. Um but since usually around the new year, that's when people are focusing on, a, you know, healthier lifestyle. And I, in thinking about what I wanted to talk about with this episode, I think one of the main things is that there's a lot of people out there who make a lot of money convincing you that your life would be a lot better. If you just ate this or yeah, if you just If you just or... did this one thing. Yeah. So when we're talking about these kinds of beers, that is not us endorsing <laughs> that no. any of you need to be doing anything different. No, it's just different. a new market of beers or beverages that, right. um, not necessarily new for all of them, but it's something that everyone's working towards better lifestyle, healthier lifestyle, uh, and more environmentally free, uh, friendly, you know, vegan beers gluten-free beers for mm-hmm. people who need to have gluten-free beers or just want gluten-free beer. Right. You know, right. in like, um, in non-alcoholic and, you know, there's a lot, a lot of new things people are doing too. And not just necessarily that CBD or like weed and beer is the healthiest, but there are a lot of medical advantages to taking CBD. Right. Um, well, and, and that's a new thing that's being explored. I'm not saying like yeah. that is like going to make you healthy. Right. At all, because right. it's still alcohol drink at the end right. of the day. <laughs> and the uh, the interesting thing with what they found, first of all, you know, you see these articles and think pieces go around every few months about, you know, now that, that weed is being legal more and more places, are people going to give up beer? And what they found is, first of all, the people who are where they're seeing the biggest growth in, like, uh, legal marijuana, um, edibles, all of that stuff is people – like 55 and older. So boomers are the biggest market right now for that. But generally people are either, I don't want to say weed smokers because I I don't, I'm an old, I don't know how like ingesting weed works anymore, but I think you eat it decrease. Well, do it ever. I don't know. But you know, the the people who use weed as their like relaxant and the people who drink beer for that same reason, they don't really overlap. They don't. There, there has been studies in Colorado that like DUI charges and DUI related accidents have gone down mm-hmm. since legalization of weed. I think that's just like 
if you if you were a big drinker and then all of a sudden you start smoking, like you're not going to be able to, you're not going to go out and drive because you can't. Yeah. I mean, you you make bad judgments with with beer with alcohol, with weed. If you're going to mix both, maybe you just weren't able to get that drunk. You passed out. There's probably some reasons that are mm-hmm. personal per person why would, that's gone down, but. I would be interested to know, though, because I don't think that um, law enforcement has a an easy way to test people for how high they are. Not yet. I the think there is they, almost they, they something. They have a breathalyzer. Or yeah. if somebody gets pulled over um, or gets into a car accident, like yeah. you can probably smell the booze. They can test your blood. Yeah, you can't test weed like that. And you, Yeah, you can't like, test it out in the field the same way. So I'm curious And even if, at the hospital, like— it says you it's in your system but it doesn't mean like oh it took it today or yesterday or the day before like right so, so um, i is, think i would be interested to see if those people driving under the influence has actually changed or is it just people there's a decrease in duis and then there's other factors that could be involved in that too like even since the legalization of weed maybe they have better funding for police enforcement you know and mm-hmm. um you also have kind of at the same time that weed was being legalized, the rise in ride shares, yeah, and things like Who that. Knows? But yeah. you know, not not really the that the, the topic. Of the, <laughs> um, so you know, if if um, as we talk about this again, you're like you're fine the way <laughs> the way that you are. We love <laughs> you the way that you are. Um, I think if you've so if you've followed my blog or um, like see my social media, I usually name each year. So 2018 was consolidating because I was not going to be like continuing to chase whatever new release beers were coming out. Yeah. I wasn't going to buy any beer. God, you could drive yourself crazy doing that. And it's so expensive. And I wasn't going to be buying any more beer. We were just going to drink the beer we had because we had like 17 cases of beer that we were saving like for no other reason than mm-hmm. just to, to have. Yeah. And we weren't going to drink it because then we wouldn't have it. And it was like, <laughs> well, what's the... Yeah. What's the point of that? So we did a really, really good job and didn't buy beer. We either brewed it or we um, pulled stuff out of the cellar and like we still will. And I think the first, like the very first beer that we did that with was, um, I want to say it was one of the Dark Lord variants that we had gotten at Dark Lord Day. Mm-hmm. And like one of those beers that we were like, oh, this beer is like not everybody has this beer. And we were like, all right, Band-Aid right off. We're yeah. going to start with this one, and we're just going to drink it and enjoy it. Proud of you. Yeah. I don't save <laughs> beer anymore. T- 2018 <laughs> was Consolidate Teen. 2019 is Barley Wine Teen because Barley Wine is my favorite. And I think um, for me and I hope everyone out there, I think 2020 is going to be 2020 Perfect Vision. So we're going to see things as they are and see when people um, are – Wanting you to do health-related things, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, is a way to put it, because they genuinely care about you or because they're going to make money off of you. Mm-hmm. And I know I definitely can fall into that, like, well, if only I could get my skincare routine down. Social media oh, tells me that... If only uh, I could get my life together. I'd be, there's right, so many things. Right, but it's like, <laughs> oh, well, if I just get this one, you know, face sponge, yeah. like, all of a sudden, yeah. my complexion is Drinking non-alcoholic perfect. beer isn't going to make magical things happen. Right, but, exactly. And doing low-carb if you want to do yeah. it because it because you feel better, then do it. I don't I don't S- care. Somebody just put out a low-carb beer. That was like a craft beer. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, 
Mm. I know who you're talking about. Um, it's not. It was dogfish oh, head. head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you. Yeah, okay. yeah. We're, we'll I'd have like one. That. Yeah, we'll have one at um, New Realm. That's like I think it's like 95 calories. So let's low talk carb. about low carb. Let's talk about the brewing process. Yeah, let's start Just with like, low carb real quick. I don't want to like get a tangent, but what is there something that happens in the brewing process that makes this low carb? No, and if. Um, is it a type of malt? Is it? I wish I would have reviewed my brewing Sorry. Uh, bioscience before I came in here. But um, generally, I think it's if you're using um, like Pilsner kind of malts, okay. things like that, that um, don't have as much of a like the starch content developed as much. Gotcha. And then I know with carbs, with gluten, those you can use like BioFine yeah. to drop a lot of that out. To Although the- gluten is a protein. Yeah. So, yeah, you know what? I actually don't really know with low carb. We're not very prepared for this episode. Right. But I would also think, like, <laughs> but, thinking through it, maybe but if I you're using be, adjuncts, too. I sh- yeah, I was just going to say that maybe rice or corn Yeah, should, would probably be a lower, I don't know. I would have to double check, to be honest with you, the science behind it. Um, but there are low-carb beer options mm-hmm. out there, and there are non-alcoholic beer options. Right, and I think the low-carb stuff Which doesn't stuff mean low-carb. Yeah, low-carb stuff is also um, lower alcohol. So here yeah. we go. That you would use something with a lower sugar content. Yeah. Um, so you so wouldn't lower be giving alcohol, no sugar addition, lower alcohol malt mm-hmm. or light lower lower sh- amount of malt. Right. So you wouldn't. More water. I would imagine you probably wouldn't want like a highly modified malt, malt. because then you have the most amount of starches and carbohydrates yeah. available um, to convert during the mash. And you know, I wonder then if you would do like a higher mash to mm-hmm. get like that alpha amylase, like break that down, so you would have. Um, more sugars available for the yeast and then use a really high attenuating yeast to ferment so those So it's super dry down. and doesn't leave any residual yeast in there or sweetness. Yeah. But that would make more alcohol. Well, that's okay because it's just low carb. So it doesn't matter about alcohol. Um, I mean, if you kept a really light grain bill, then it wouldn't yeah. be that much alcohol. You would just be but making sure. But what sugar. about the malt for like white, like drinks like white, like the seltzer water? Mm-hmm. Like I know one local brewery around here claims to use neutral malt. What? WTH. WTF is that? (laughs) No, WTH, that works too. Yeah. I'm getting getting better at my um, acronyms, my social media acronyms. LOL. (laughs) 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 She's actually doing it. She's L-ing O-L. L-O-L-ing. But yeah, so there's like this uh, this brewery claims to use neutral malt. I have never heard that term until I read it on the side of the can. But uh, this is for their seltzer water that they produce. Yeah, and theirs is a um, a barley base, so you can also make a seltzer basically just like sugar water. Yeah, and all, not so. Remember that people who are gluten free, just because it's seltzer water or bar- self- seltzer beverage, especially brewed by a brewery. You need to check that out because it could be malt base. It's not necessarily just some sort of like right. simple syrup. Sugar Although, syrup. Um, something, and that, yeah, that is a very good point. Um, and we can, talking about gluten-free stuff, uh, breweries to be truly gluten-free have to have a gluten-free, gluten-free system. Yeah. And it's the same thing for malt houses. So we yep. have a couple of craft malt houses, um, Grouse Malt House out of Colorado, Eckert Malting in uh, Chico, California. They are certified gluten-free. Wait, but they're not making barley malt. Correct. They're making, making gluten-free. Like, so like uh, malt sorghum. Sorghum, millet, quinoa. Oh. Uh, but you need to have a completely separate yeah. facility. And so I know one of them um, was telling me one time that somebody had uh, – actually, it was a local brewer who wanted her to malt some um, 
oats, I believe, that he wanted to use in a gluten-free beer. And she's like, I can't because I don't, I don't have like basically like a chain of custody. I don't know where the oats came from or how the oats were processed. Everything has to be gluten-free throughout the process. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if someplace has a gluten-free beer, but they're also serving beer, chances are it's probably gluten reduced enough that you are not going to have an issue. If yeah, it depends, you know, if, if a true, like I say true celiac, there's different levels of like a celiac, like how much gluten will affect you. Like we have, uh, Jeff and I have a cousin who her and her daughter are like 100% celiac, like mm-hmm. cross contamination, everything is a no go. It could totally mess them up. We also have a friend who could eat cheese off the same plate of as the crackers were on there. Like, it was okay for a little bit of cross He was going to be fine. There is a huge difference in that. Um, a lot of breweries or sometimes will put a enzyme in their beer. for like It's a clarity firm enzyme, but it drops all the gluten out and makes a gluten-reduced beer. Um, Wooden Robot here in Charlotte does that with all their beers. I, I know Noda makes a version of their Jam Session Pale Ale that is gluten-reduced. Mm-hmm. And then we, we just ordered some to do a gluten-reduced beer as well. But this is not gluten-free. And if you are concerned about cross-contamination, this will be an issue with that. Because right. right. um, um, we don't have a gr- contamination. We don't have a separate facility. But there is that the one brewery, Armored Cow, here, Charlotte. Are uh, they certified gluten-free? Yeah, they, yes. They have two f- brewing facilities. Okay. One, one is completely dedicated to gluten-free beer. Um, the guy who owned it, I believe his wife and daughter have celiac. Okay. So he's very familiar. You can, it's very safe. We've thought about, we are thinking about bringing in one of their beers just for that option. But otherwise, cider is safe for gluten-free. And so most breweries carry that for that reason. Yeah. And I know um, Wooden Robot locally, all of their beers are gluten-reduced. So yeah. I have a friend who is gluten-free by choice. Yep. And exactly. I, I told her, like, because she said, I, I miss beer. And I yeah. said, you know, try... Wooden Robots beers. Yeah. And um, they're very see, good beers. See, yeah. And oh, yeah. I mean, Wooden Robot is one of the best breweries, I think. And in all North Carolina. of their beers are gluten reduced. So it's yes. not like we're doing something special. It's just an enzyme that's put in during fermentation. Doesn't change the character right. of the beer. And she and she said, I because she's also fortunate enough to live right, right there so she can walk there. And she's that's like, great. yeah, I tried their beers and they don't bother me. And I like, I can have them. Um, what I do think is interesting and Again, this is not like yucking anybody's yum. If you don't feel well after you drink beer, that's yeah. like that's I, I I believe you. There's a ton of things you could be allergic to. Hops, right. I mean, lots Wheat. of different stuff. Yeah. Um, but most beers fall below in parts per million of gluten of naturally. what qualifies for gluten free. Yeah. Naturally in the fermentation process. Yeah. Because it's not so much hazy beers because there's so much left in suspension. That's the point of them. Uh, but the fermentation process, part of that is cleaning it up and letting it drop bright, drop clear. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, like your beer gets clear because all of those proteins and everything fall out of it. Yeah. And a few years ago, I saw a study that the um, the fermentation sciences department at App State up in Boone, North Carolina did where they tested different beers and almost all of them fell well below the threshold mm-hmm. of being considered gluten-free. Again, yeah. that's not every beer. That's not every craft brewery. If yeah. you if you don't want gluten, to, like totally fine. There's yeah. a ton of options out there for you. But just scientifically, most of it is already yeah. gluten-free or gluten-reduced once fermentation is finished. On just a, the next kind of note on vegan beers is something... What are vegan beers? Well, vegan-friendly 
So if you are vegan, you know, you don't want anything, any byproduct from an animal. So you should know, like for milk stouts, for an example, have lactose oh, sugar. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we have been doing a lot of vegan stuff at the brewery recently. We have a vegan food vendor. So we have a lot of vegan eaters come in. So a lot of times they'll want to try the milk stout. Oh, that's true. And that I always like let them know. <laughs> Sometimes they don't care. They just want to, you know, right. so, people just determine how far they want to take their vegan. Right. I, yeah, I've had people give me a stout before. And after I tried it, be like, oh, it's an oyster stout. And I like, and I use the shells. It, Although everybody, you should not be using oyster shells in your oyster stout. No. It's called oyster stout because it goes well with oysters. Yeah, not the shells. I mean, stringent dirty but people anyways yeah people do or they'll use brine you know something like that and i'll find that out afterwards and like okay as a vegetarian i i well you're not gonna like beat yourself up or something already products (laughs) served to me accidentally from time to time if there's like any amount in there i like i find out right away yeah uh just because my body's like the fuck this yeah um no it's important if you are really like hardcore vegan and and you want to make sure you're drinking a vegan yeah because not every beer yeah. we have is vegan or, friendly. Or if you can't do um, dairy. Like, yeah, or not if you just, can't do dairy. Um, yeah. And I, I know the other Which day um, somebody had posted in a thread that I follow on Reddit and said, hey, my uh, like my girlfriend, we're going to come to your brewery and try this beer release, but she can't do lactose. Is there milk sugar? Yeah. Which ca- happens a lot with yeah. IPAs now. Yeah. <laughs> Hazy IPAs, you need to ask if there's lactose in it. That is a whole nother episode. Do you know? I don't <laughs> okay. know if I sent it to you, but there is a brewery who just released a beer called Non-Lactose IPA. And they say the style is Non-Lactose IPA, and I fucking love it so much. <laughs> it's, like, it's like them calling it... Because this is the day and time that we live in, people, where you have to tell... Well, and it's like Brute IPA is just a West Coast IPA. You're making my blood pressure go up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so now brewers are like, okay, this is a non-lactose IPA, and but, it makes me laugh. Uh, Just like whatever you have to yeah. call it to make for brewers to keep brewing me more very clear West Coast style IPAs, like I'm down. Call it non-lactose. Well, there is an emerging emerging IPA category for GABF now. Great American Beer Festival, you can enter in emerging IPA. That's oh, the category. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. includes like white, black IPA, red, rye. Includes all those, which is weird. Yeah. And then it also includes brute, and then any other thing you want to create. Only they only gave two medals for that. I did. I saw that. But anyway, anyway, back. To, uh, we also, digress. Uh, another thing with um, vegan. If you are worried about you know being one hundred percent vegan, a lot of beers it are brewed or for, are conditioned with something called Isinglass, which is fish guts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a clarity product. Yeah, Guinness. Um, Guinness is not anymore. Yeah, but well, that's what they used to use. So there's Whirlflock also, which is mm-hmm. seaweed. Right, and then so and Whirl- Irish moss, Irish moss, and then there's Isinglass. So Whirlflock and Irish moss are clarity agents that brewers use during the process. They go in like the boil or in the finished product. So if you, you don't really need to be worried about that, but if you are worried and you want to be 100% vegan, Isinglass is what you want to ask for. It's a popular um, clarity agent for the finished product of the beer. So it would go into like the, the the conditioning tank with the beer essentially. And it, it's another clarifying agent. So it helps pull things down, but it is fish gut. So we don't use it. Uh, we use cl- uh, f- clarity firm. Okay. 
Um, um, gelatin can be the same way too. Yes, gelatin is the same way. But it's again, you know, the end result is that there is such a negligible amount. No, it's true. Left in the beer, so it really depends on. This is just how your belief system is, right? You know, with right. that, whether if, you're truly if you ingesting really want to like get to the nitty gritty, ask your brewers these questions, right? Right, and if yeah, if you're truly ingesting it, it, it is negligible, but it is. But you know, it's all about what feels Same good. Thing. People in your mind. telling me yeah. that they use oyster shells, and you know, part yeah. of me is like, well, there's still there were still oysters in it at some point. Yeah, you know, don't ask your brewers about fucking glyphosate, everybody. Just don't. I mean, just sorry, and that that can be a whole other topic. Um, but it's there's junk science that goes around that gets people inflamed about glyphosate. Um, you want to gly- explain what that is real quick um, to me? Roundup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roundup, basically, ah, I is see. glyphosate. Pesticides. And at this point, it's in everything. Yeah. Um, whether that is good or bad or neutral is up for debate. And to be to be clear, uh, I, as much as possible, eat organic. And I know, like, don't at me. I know that most organic stuff, whether just the oversight and whether it's truly organic or not, is also up in the air so basically Mm -hmm. you really can't test like you can't trust what anybody says with your food supply unless you know your farmer yeah um, or unless you're growing it yourself uh so i'm not making any kind of statement on glyphosate and roundup Mm -hmm. Um, i think monsanto's an evil company but that's as far as i'll go with it but glyphosate is everywhere Mm -hmm. and there is no GMOs being used in beer. No. There's no GMO barley. There's no... no. Malt houses will put that on their bags. Well, GMO free. One one <laughs> malt house in particular does. And actually, um, that's... True. That I, I would be interested to see how that plays out because I think that gives the implication that other malt barley products... Exactly. ...are GMO. And, and that's, that's not true. There's no yeah. GMO barley on the market being used for... Um, malting, and there's also no GMO wheat being used. I think that there are GMO wheat strains, but those are not being used to go into beer. Um, So yes, there is going to be residual glyphosate because there's residual glyphosate probably on us sitting here right now. Yeah, That's just a little bit of a what sticks my mash. Um, In that article that most recently went around, um, it says, like, to be on the safe side, ask your brewer what their glyphosate policy is. And it's like, no, don't. Who wrote that? If somebody comes in, it's somebody, again, 2020 perfect vision. It's somebody who benefits very much from people believing that, you know, their their studies are valid. And it's mm-hmm. this this study in particular is junk science. It's sent around to inflame people. And when you actually read the study, everything is couched in terms of like when you read a tabloid and it's like sources say, mm-hmm. and then you read the footnotes because I'll read like, okay, well, what exactly did the survey say? Survey says, <laughs> you know, in we tested 1 million pounds of barley and one part per million contained trace levels of glyphosate. And it's like, okay, so out of 1 million barley kernels, one had a trace <laughs> amount of glyphosate. <laughs> so, you know, just be aware yeah. of that sort of thing and adjust accordingly. But yeah, don't ask your brewer what their glyphosate policy is. And if somebody says that they have one... <laughs> Jesus, they're lying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're lying. Or I would like to. I would like for you to tell me exactly what you yeah, mean can you, that uh, policy show me that? is. <laughs> yeah, can you explain to me why you have that policy? And it's like, glyphosate's bad, okay? <laughs> no, that's... Um, so anyway, I... I apologize so, for going down <laughs> that path, but that is a health-related 
Yeah. Um, well, some other things to look out for that, you know, could be health-related. Some people are really sensitive to caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, I know our cafe latte stout, we throw the whole coffee beans in there. Uh, a lot of people make cold brew and throw that in their beer. Mm-hmm. Both of those things extract caffeine from the bean, right. um, especially a cold brew. But even throwing the whole bean in there, it does extract a little bit of caffeine. So if you are caffeine sensitive and you see a coffee beer, good chances are it's got a little caffeine. Mm-hmm. Probably 99% chance is that. Yeah. So you got to look for that. I did have one lady even um, a couple weeks ago, we had a festival last week, and she emailed all the breweries. And she's like, I'm really allergic to corn. Do you have, are you serving anything with corn, uh, corn syrup, you know, any type of corn? And I was like, well, we do have a beer at our brewery that is a cream ale brewed with 20% cornflaked mm-hmm. uh, maize. But um, no, not at the festival. So she went to that festival knowing already straight up. Right. And if you are really concerned and or have a really bad allergy, it is better to go ahead and email the brewery than wait until the day of the festival because you don't know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. It could be a volunteer for the festival. Yeah. And they don't know or they tell you the wrong thing. Um, so if but you I, are- I think generally people with – actual like medical allergies yeah. it's the same way like kids Going learn the if yeah. they have a peanut allergy they learn to tell adults i can't have this yeah yeah no it is but uh you know you just never know and um, some people don't think to tell you because mm-hmm. it is beer and if they didn't make the beer they might not know that right you know like if you had a volunteer pouring your cream ale they have no clue they just know they're there to pour beer mm-hmm. you know so you, you do have to be careful if you need to be careful because Beer is a food product, just like going to a restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has a different interpretation of how they make it and yeah. what goes on. Yeah, so. that's a good point. Um, I think another thing, and I know it's something that we've talked about doing before that I think is, to me, is super interesting, um, and I'm not sad to see it emerging as a trend, but non-alcoholic beers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> yeah, a really fun one. idea. I know. To make a beer non-alcoholic is actually pretty easy. It's just um, From- an extra couple of steps for Pretty easy brewers. on paper. I haven't actually done it yet. True. But that's a good point. From what I'm to understand, I can brew the beer, let it ferment, um, finish its fermentation, not mm-hmm. like finish the beer, but finish its fermentation, take some of that beer and boil it mm-hmm. or almost to, it's like a simmer, mm-hmm. not even intense boil. You boil the alcohol you off. You boil the alcohol off and then I guess just cool it back down and mm-hmm. then put it into a keg and carbonate it? Yep. The only thing is we as Pilot Brewing would, we if we did this, which we will, we'll have it sent off to determine the true alcohol level because mm-hmm. I don't want to like... It will have a little bit of alcohol in there, like non-alcoholic beer does. And I can take a measurement at the brewery right. that will tell me that, but um, for safety and for... Right. Well, it's know. the same thing as like saying something is gluten-free. Exactly. If, if you're going to say gluten-free, you better go get that Yeah, tested. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, yeah, and have that ready for people. Um, but yeah, so to make a non-alcoholic beer, like Rachel said, you just go through your normal brew day, you let it ferment. And then you boil off the alcohol and mm-hmm. you can take it straight into the keg and carbonate it mm-hmm. at that point. And I, th- I think that's super cool because for whatever reasons people have, if you can't drink alcohol, I think it's really cool to have that yeah. available. And um, like as a beer drinker, if I was if if non-alcoholic craft beers become a thing, I'm going to be super excited about that because yeah. I'm not drinking to get drunk. I'm not drinking for the alcohol. I'm drinking for the flavor. And being able to have a non-alcoholic option, like could you imagine being able to just go to a brewery and have like three or four beers, but they're (laughs) non-alcoholic? 
Right. So, so you still get the experience of being at the brewery with your yeah. friends. Well, and, I have a lot of people come in and they don't, they just don't drink. Yeah. So they'll ha- they'll get a kombucha or a, we, we intentionally carry kombucha and this hip juice product mm-hmm. for people that don't drink. So they can have some sort of craft non-alcoholic option. Right. That's not just water or soda and they can feel a part of the group and whatever's in non-alcoholic beer definitely falls into that. Because yes. like you said, there's a lot of reasons people don't drink, and it might not necessarily to be to stay away from alcohol 100%. Right. It could be, you know, I used to have a manager at this beer bar I worked at, and she was pregnant, and she was wearing this, super pregnant. Yeah. And she wore this, like, um, T-shirt that says, like, I love beer, and she'd walk around with her non-alcoholic beer and drink it, and people would just, like, lose their mind. Yeah. And that's actually... Um, just another six, my mash. First of all, leave pregnant women alone. They can do whatever they want. Um, and don't like, no, don't touch pregnant women. Don't offer up your advice unsolicited as somebody who's a beer drinker. I've run into this before where if I'm not drinking beer, it's like winks, nudge, you must be pregnant. No, maybe I'm just not drinking beer. Yeah. You, you don't know. Maybe I drank too much last night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so... Maybe you have to go to work later. Like, what is wrong with people? Right. So um, that's something that I, I know I've heard people who don't drink or who have quit drinking say is people are very uncomfortable around people... Who don't who, drink. Who yeah. don't drink when they're drinking. And so... I know I've caught myself doing that before, too. If somebody's like, no, thanks, I don't need a beer right now. I'm like, okay, cool. And then a few minutes later, we're like, do you need a beer? Or, you know, can I get you a drink? And, like, I Well, hate... you're just trying to be nice and right. hospi- hospital, hospital. Right, right. And there was <laughs> one day recently I was talking to somebody, and um, it was kind of a – it was a very specific situation where we were doing a uh, – we were judging beer, and he happened to sit across from me, and I was like – Oh, because I knew he was, he had never judged beer before. So are you going to be judging beer with me? No, I've never done it before. And, you know, I kept saying like, that's fine. I think I can walk you through it. And finally he said, well, I'm actually not drinking beer right now. And I was like, oh, are you pregnant? Uh, No, I didn't. um, (laughs) uh, Wait, he was judging beer? No, well, he was, he wanted to help Stuart, but he sat Uh, down at the judge's table. And so like part of me felt bad that I badgered him to the point to say, like, no, I'm not actually drinking. But then I'm also like, well... You're, a, you're situational. You said, yeah, it? situational. But um, if somebody's not drinking, just leave them the fuck alone about it. Don't... If they're if they're at an event where people are drinking, then they probably knew people were going to be drinking <laughs> yeah. and can handle it. And it's not your business why somebody's not drinking. And it's... You don't need to be uncomfortable around it. Like, I've been around out with... Uh, recently, I was out with a friend. She wasn't drinking... I think maybe like her new medication or something where she was like, I I can't drink right now, but I don't care if you do. Yeah. And after dinner, we were sitting at the bar and I got a beer and I said, like, is this okay for us to be sitting at this bar? And again, she wasn't drinking. It's not like she she was trying to like stay on the wagon or something. But I was like, I don't. I don't have to have a beer right now. If you want to go, like, we can go sit somewhere else. We just happen to be at a bar. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, no, it's, it's totally fine. And that, like, that was the end of it. So if somebody's not drinking, leave them alone yeah. about it. Don't be uncomfortable about it. And don't badger them. They don't owe you an explanation about why they're not drinking, especially if it's a woman. Leave her the fuck alone. She's Maybe she's pregnant. Maybe she's not. It doesn't matter. She's not drinking. Now, if a guy's not drinking because he's pregnant, I want to know because that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way that I think that 
non-alcoholic beer can be really good because you can still sure. go out and like or there's a lot of places that will make you a craft non-alcoholic cocktail yeah drink. and those those I are actually really... even saw a, co- a non-alcoholic craft cocktail beer dinner or dinner yeah one time like, oh I think that would be super cool so yeah, yeah like mocktails are, are mm-hmm. a big thing and I know kids these days are sober sure. curious is what they're calling it and they've kind of rebranded it that because if you tell somebody that you're sober like that that kind of implies that like you're you weren't sober at a certain point you know what i mean it's which a, again is fine i don't it, i'm not stigmatizing yeah it's anybody. not like a bad thing to be sober but i i i think that sometimes when you are the type of person who is drinking and doesn't care about being sober you just feel like walking on eggshells maybe a little bit when you're around someone who isn't right but it like it's so stupid because that's only matters to that's only an issue with inside your own mind right (laughs) yeah and I would say like again if if I'm around somebody who's not drinking I will respectfully ask do you care if I do and if they say no I don't care at all and that's situational also then then I are at a brewery right there's a reason yeah then then I accept (laughs) that answer that okay I if if they did care if it was an issue, then they would tell me, and they said that it wasn't. Yeah. And I don't proceed to just get wasted no. or anything like that. But well, you don't do that. Uh, so I don't want to to say that it's not okay to to say like, hey, I see that you're not drinking. Is it okay if I drink? Like that's that's fine. But don't be like, why aren't you drinking? Why aren't you drinking? Do you want to drink now? Do you want to drink now? Do you want to drink? Do you want to drink? Yeah. Like just and it could be as simple as they feel shitty from the night before, or they're on the wagon. So (laughs) it doesn't matter why. Right. But 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 there's a lot of options out there for people that don't want to drink and breweries are making more non-alcoholic beer. They, they, this definitely becoming a thing. There's a CBD water that one brewery makes in um, Virginia, but I'm pretty sure they send it to Jamaica. I don't think they distribute to uh, the States. Oh, okay. They make a CBD water though. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I know we just have, uh, just a few more minutes left here, but one thing I wanted to ask you about, because I know it comes up every year at the beginning of the year. And then I think it was also this past month, but what are your thoughts on dry January and sober October? Well, I'm a business owner and I own a brewery, so I hate it. <laughs> okay. That's my thought. Fair now, enough. Um, so I guess we should explain to, um, <coughs> Dry January, sober October, or just what they sound like is when people sober October. Yeah, that was a thing this year. Um, We need to get rid of that one. It's a, I mean, just what it sounds like. You're not going to drink (coughs) any alcohol for the entire month, and um, I guess it's for people that need to prove to themselves that they can do it. Yeah, you know, see, (laughs) that's the thing. Kind of in thinking about it, like again, I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum. If you if you want to go, well, it's a nice break. Yeah, and I, I can your body, see it. I can see it as a, as a personal break for your wallet. Yeah, I can see it as a personal challenge. Yeah. The same way, like, yeah, I'll do a like a thirty day weight loss challenge with coworkers, yeah. you know, or something like that. Um, but if you're definitely if you're doing it because you don't know if you can, then maybe that's a bigger issue you should explore. Right. <laughs> right. Then yeah. Then you know, and truly, if you're listening to this and that is kind of your motivation behind it, then I do. 
highly encourage you to seek, you know, a therapist or go talk to your doctor or something like that. Yeah. But I also don't like people. I like I saw somebody had posted on social media, like if you're one of my friends doing sober October, then just unfriend me now because what if you that? if you can't go thirty, like if you can't drink responsibly every day, then not not <laughs> yeah, every yeah. day, but, but you know if you yeah. can't drink responsibly, then we don't need to be friends. And it's like, f- first of all, why do you, why do you care? If yeah. somebody's doing that, but I like I think it's interesting. And every year, I'm like, huh. But again, good for them, not for me. I work at a brewery, yeah, and I also am involved in beer events, so it would be not impossible. I could still go to things and say I'm not drinking, yeah, whatever. But yeah, I'm just I'm always curious to but hear it's a, it's a other thing. people's it's, thoughts. It's the New Year's. Everyone's got New Year's resolutions. They want to save money, work out more, drink less you know, go out less, whatever it is. Personally, um, I always avoid my gyms for like the first three oh weeks. Oh God, yeah. Of, that's when everyone wants to be at the gym. Yeah, well, and it is like the people who are like, don't you know that's my favorite spot? Why are you on my treadmill? <laughs> yeah. and, but then it's like, well, I'll wait until January 17th and then I, I can have <laughs> everyone it Everyone gets another system. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think things like that are interesting. And again, that's another area where um the the like the life i think they're they're being called lifestyle beers mm-hmm. so like low-cal low-carb yeah. gluten-free non-alcoholic seltzer seltzer stuff tends to be mm-hmm. really low uh calorie yeah yeah options. for sure and yeah and lower carb mm-hmm. also um and everybody fucking leave people alone about yeah. seltzers because guess what if it were like mid-30s dudes who are really into seltzers <laughs> there wouldn't be nearly the amount of memes about it like it's <laughs> primarily young women and those are you know that's they've just, been drinking wine coolers for years they there's don't have nothing... wine coolers anymore do they yeah you can go store get a wine cooler what yeah. let's go get a you, let's go get a wine cooler <laughs> okay well this is, like these fuzzy, are 2019 wine coolers <laughs> fuzzy navel like some bartles and james <laughs> Young women are particularly the source of derision in popular culture a lot of times. So just like, well, we are smarter. Leave leave people so alone if they're ideas. if they're into seltzer and like hard cherry white claw. Like, because yeah. you know, what? in a couple of years they'll be into something else. Well, and in a couple of years you're going to be into it because yeah. they're usually the ones that <laughs> are like the trendsetters that like influence the rest of people. So leave young women alone about drinking white claws. <laughs> Don't ask your brewer about glyphosate. <laughs> Um, don't harass people who aren't drinking. Follow these rules. <laughs> be a good and person. Yeah, and yeah, just generally don't be a dick. And 2020, look, perfect yeah. vision. See how maybe you're affecting people. And, and don't what, stop drinking. Just drink lower carb. <laughs> Whoa. For, 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 that, sober, for sober January. That's my, oh, that's my okay. name. I was like, that took a hard left turn. No, no, <laughs> no. Just like, don't stop drinking in January. I'll make you an non-alcoholic. <laughs> I'll make you, I'll make you a low carb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh, you know, seriously, literally. you can, you can still continue to keep alcohol and particularly something like beer that does have, there's a lot of health benefits to beer and wine and yeah, it's, it's true. part of a healthy lifestyle. But everything in moderation, people just a, a lifestyle and if it's something that you might be struggling with then I do encourage you to talk to your doctor yeah find, I don't I don't have the resources available to me but I know that they're out there um, and I think that they're readily available with a Google search um, but yeah you know 2020 perfect vision keep in mind that people who are telling you that you need to change or your life will be better or you'll you're somehow more worthy or lovable um, if you just do this one thing or have this one service that they're selling, um, 
you know, see that for what it is. Yeah. And that, I guess, thank you everyone for coming to my TED Talk today. (laughs) 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 And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) This has been False Bottom Girls. And we make the Bruin world go round.